0: Wisdom. It's a difficult topic, but I'm going to be discussing it today. I'm going to be discussing where we can find it in the Bible, looking at some passages, and analyzing them. I'll also be sharing some tips on how you can have wisdom in your everyday lives. So, pop in your ear doodles and enjoy. everyone, and welcome back to episode 31 of Ear Doodle Podcast, we're going to expect to learn something new, laugh a little, and hear fun discussions. I'm Caden, your certified Star Wars expert, and I like to talk about fun, engaging topics while always bringing it back to Jesus. And today, we're going to be discussing wisdom. But before we get into this, well, admittedly difficult topic... I would like to make a couple of statements, disclaimers, before we discuss. Number one, as you might have assumed, Marion is not here today, and that's all right. She had some school, some, well, not not school, it's actually summertime right now, so she did not have school. She had some baking that she wanted to get done and just a lot of other things on the day of recording, and so our schedules just didn't line up. But you get to hear me talk about some uh, interesting biblical wisdom today. Second thing I want to say is that I am not a pastor, I have not gone to seminar, I have not studied the Bible extensively, and please take what I say with a grain of salt, because I am not going to be the wisest man to talk about this. Solomon, if you want to know what he has to say about wisdom, he'd be a great guy to talk to, but he's not here, so I would recommend please going to talk with a trusted parent or a pastor or youth leader or someone in your life that you know has great biblical knowledge and can talk more about this topic than I would ever be able to because I just don't have the life experience that other people have. So I would encourage you to go do that after listening to this episode and just to remember that I am only a high school senior who just graduated and I don't know everything about the world. So keep that in mind while you're listening to this episode. But with those two things out of the way, let's get into our discussion. The Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines wisdom as the ability to discern inner qualities and relationships. A synonym is insight, good sense, or judgment, generally accepted belief, and such. That's how the Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines wisdom. The ability to discern inner qualities and relationships. Not sure if that's really helpful in our discussion today, actually, but the main thing I'm going to be focusing on is the judgment part of this. And I'm not saying to judge others' behavior. I mean, if if someone has wisdom, then they are going to be judging their own behaviors, judging what is right, what is wrong, what is the right thing to do, and what is the easy thing to do. And those two things, my friend are some of the most challenging decisions that we have to make because I know in my own life I'll come across a situation where I can choose the right thing to do that I know the Bible says do this and I will say I will say no I will admit that I do not show wisdom and do always always do the right thing and the world will say do this it's easy and I'll be like yes that is easy let's let's do that and so it's this fight this battle this inner turmoil within our minds to say what is right and what is easy, what does God want us to do, and what does the world want us to do, and being able to discern that is challenging. I know it often seems impossible at times, but prayer and being in the Word every day will sharpen your ability to do that. And so that's what I'm going to be focusing on today, the wisdom and the aspect of wisdom in the sense that it's a decision and how we can apply what we know about God's Word, what we know about Him, and His attributes, His character, His principles that we've learned from the Bible, and being able to apply them to our everyday lives. And that is the concept of wisdom that I would like to talk about today. So that's what we're going to be doing, looking at wisdom in an in-depth way. I'll also be sharing some tips about how we can be wiser in our everyday lives. I'll share five tips at the end of this episode, so make sure to stay tuned for that. They've really helped me in my own life. I've struggled with wisdom for many years, but these five things have really helped me to spur on wise thoughts, to spur on good behavior. And so I hope you'll take these five tips at the end of this episode and apply them. Not all of them, you don't have to do every single one, but just take the ones that you like the most and integrate them into your daily life and they will transform who you are in Christ for the better. So I hope you'll continue listening and enjoy our main discussion. But before we get into all that, can we talk about some Doodle News? I think we can. Let's hit the intro. Breaking news. This just in. you got to hear this. Welcome to this week's installment of Doodle News. Hello everyone and welcome back to this week's installment of Doodle News. I am still Caden and Marin is still baking a cake. I think she's doing something sweet, dessert or something. I don't know. I'm excited about eating it. I don't know about y'all, but I like I'll I'll bake sometimes and this relates to Doodle News because it's Star Wars related, so stick with me. I'll bake sometimes. And the the first thing, or the most recent thing that I've baked has been some yellow travel biscuits, okay? So in Star Wars Mandalorian Season 3, in one of the episodes they're like, oh yeah, what did you miss most about the Empire? And the other guy was like, um, I don't know, maybe the yellow travel biscuits? And so that one line inspired StarWars.com to release an official recipe for the yellow travel biscuits and um, I'll even link it down below if you want to go make them. They're really good. They are a little bit lemony, and they're light and fluffy. It does call for rose water, but we didn't use any rose water, and it tasted amazing. It tasted really good. They're lemon, they're soft. Check it out. But now that we're done with the baking section, let's get into Secret Invasion episode two. Now this episode I really enjoyed. It was much better than episode one of Secret Invasion and really developed the character of Nick Fury much better than I thought was, was really possible in these series. I've kind of been disappointed up until this point with this Marvel series. Um the I don't know, the just the Captain America. It was alright. The the Loki series. It was good and I really enjoyed it. But there's just a couple episodes that I didn't really like the best, but that one was really good. Moon Knight was really good. But then the other series, I just don't remember them as much. And that is, I, like, as a Marvel fan, I want the series to be good and them to be successful, but I just haven't felt that. And so with Secret Invasion, I've gotten a new new feel for it, and I feel like they're going somewhere that I can enjoy, and that's, it's going to work. And so I like what they're doing, and what they did with Episode 2 really drew me in the story, and I was like, yes, this is going to be good, and it's going to focus on character development, which is good, and so I liked it. The best thing about it was probably how we saw Nick Fury lose all of his friends one after the other, and I can't wait to see in episode three how he responds to that loss. It's going to be very interesting. Then next thing up is Scythe. It's a book I should probably know who wrote this. Um, here, let me do a quick Google search, S-Y-T-H-E, I think. Um, yes, Scythe. It is written by Neil Shusterman. Schusterman. It's very good. Um, it is. I would say it's rated for more older audiences, maybe uh like 14 maybe 15 but of course go ask your parents before you read any books talk to them make sure they improve it but i've really enjoyed it the premise is kind of like far in the future where we have advanced in medicine so much that no one really dies anymore and by that i mean no one dies like literally everyone who gets old they can, quote, turn the corner, and they can reset to a younger age. So let's say, for example, you're 85, and you're like, man, I really want to be 25 again. You can do that. It costs some money, but you can be 25 again and live, essentially, a new life. And it's really interesting. That is the the setting of the story, if you will. And the most important thing about the setting is the scythes, or the, these are the people that, quote, glean or kill people because no one dies naturally anymore so they have to the world decided that there would have to be still people that died because otherwise we would overpopulate and it'd be it would be difficult so that's what the world decided and so it's a very cool setting and the premise the author the way he discusses things the way he sets up the action you can feel the tension and the characters emotions and feelings And it feels like I'm watching a movie and that's exactly what I want out of a book is that it pulls me in, it makes me want to know what happens next, and I love this book so far. I can't wait to share more of my opinions as I get further in the book, but I would definitely recommend picking this book up if your parents approve. Make sure to talk to them about it. And the final thing I have for Doodle News is the Elements movie. So guys. Um, I went to see it yesterday, so recency bias is definitely a thing right now. But going into this movie, I was like, okay, it's a Disney Pixar movie, you know what, it can't really be better than Toy Story or any of the good ones, and recently Disney hasn't been putting out the best content, you know, it's been alright, it's not, I I have a, a nostalgia thing, like whenever I was a kid I liked movies, it's complicated, but anyway, I don't... I personally haven't enjoyed some of the movies that I've seen recently and it's kind of just been uh that's that's all right, you know. But this movie, guys. This movie. I went in with low expectations and I think that's kind of important. I went in there and I was just blown away. Like seriously astounded by what they were able to do in this movie. Like oh my I don't I don't even know I have words for what I like the emotions in this film were so well communicated, the comedy was golden. Oh my goodness, the puns, the the ah, my goodness, it was really good. Um, the premise is, is that there's this one girl who's made of fire, and there's this other boy that's made of water, and it's it's an animated film. It's <clears throat> And then there's other creatures that are made of uh, clouds and others that are made of earth-type things. And so it's very interesting in that respect, but then they focus so much on the character development in the story that I love it. I, I love it. it. There's I can't think of anything to complain about this movie. It's so good. One of my favorite scenes is there's um, some clouds and they're playing basketball and the music in that scene is oh, amazing it's, a, it's the, the, um, the, the best basketball song in the world um, I can't think of the name but it's really good and the music plays and I don't know what the characters are doing is great as well so it's just a great movie with tons of funny scenes ton of emotional scenes and it just had me on the edge of my seat like I want to know what happens This, I need this to happen. I Like, it was so good. And last thing about the Elementals movie, it had a strong central theme about how do we express ourselves. And I thought it was really cool because the main character had wanted to suppress her emotions. She's like, I can't feel anything. I can't choose what I want. I can't express how I feel. I have to just put up this picture of how everyone expects me to feel about many different things. And I feel like that communicates to me and to a lot of other people, too, who are like, man, I can't really express my feelings to other people, and there's no one that I can tell how I truly feel. And this movie just shows you, like, you have to be willing to communicate that with other people, even your, like, especially with your parents. And I think that's just a really cool theme in this movie that just makes it so relatable, so, like, I don't know, it just it just hit me, and I don't know, I really enjoyed it. So, those are my thoughts on the Elementals movie. So, yeah, that's all I got for Doodle News this week. It was a really good uh, week for that, and coming up this summer, we got more things. Uh, one last note I would have to say is that I'm going on a couple of vacations in the next couple of weeks, so expect fewer and fewer episodes of the podcast. Um, but I will have one more episode, guys. One more episode before August 16th, okay? I can guarantee that one more episode. It's going to be the final countdown, and uh, you're not going to want to miss it. So make sure to follow us. And uh, while you're up there, send us a voicemail. Click the link in the description to do that. And, uh, you know, rating, whatever. So that's that's it. That's all. I can't say anything else. Bye. Main discussion. Time. Now. Bye. Bye. Ah! Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the main discussion of the podcast. I'm still Caden, and we're here to discuss wisdom. First, I'd like to make a note that I incorrectly said that Marin was making cake. She's actually making some tarts, and I had some, and they're really delicious. Great little snack break before we get to our main discussion. So, wisdom is a very challenging thing, and something that I have personally struggled with for many years. I would go to church on Sundays and Wednesdays, but that would be it. That would be the only time that I really thought about God in depth, prayed to Him, talked with Him, read the Word even, and I would, uh, I would not actually live my life differently. I would just continue on life as normal, as if Sundays and Wednesdays were these special times I could spend with God, but they were just that. They were nothing more, they didn't really affect my life, and they had no actual impact on who I was or who I was becoming. And I never applied what I learned to my life. And that's a great example of lack of wisdom. And that's in my own life. I've done this, guys. I'm guilty of being unwise. I'm guilty of conforming to this world. But God calls us in Romans 12 on do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So we should be taking action on what we read in the Bible. We should take what we learn on Sunday and ask ourselves on Monday how does this apply? If we want to live a changed life, full of Christ and His love, then we need to do a couple things. Number one, be constantly in prayer. Be constantly in prayer for wisdom. Because without that, without wisdom, what are we going to do? Wisdom is the idea that we apply God's Word to our life. And that is something that I continually struggle with because salvation by faith, through grace, all these things... And You don't have to work for your salvation, and that is wonderful. But being wise is not about working for our salvation. It's making the right decisions because of our salvation. So it is salvation by grace. And once we have been saved, after that, after we have been saved, that is when we can begin to apply wisdom to our lives, to making the right choices based on what God says in his word. And so that's the first thing, to pray for wisdom because we need it every single day. I know that when I neglect to pray for wisdom, I don't make as I don't make good decisions during my day and I make mistakes. And we all will make mistakes, but praying for wisdom at the beginning of your day is something that will go a long way. And the second thing that we can do is to desire God's truth. And that can be as simple as reading God's word maybe a passage a day, reading the verse of the day, or it can be as in-depth as starting a Bible study. Both these methods are perfect and wonderful ways to desire God's truth every single day. So that's my story about wisdom and a couple of things that we can do to be wiser in our everyday lives. In my own life, after I recommitted my life to Christ about the age of ninth grade, early high school, you can read about, or you can listen to that story more in depth on uh, a couple of episodes ago. It's like uh, my story or something like that. I, I share my story in some ways that you can create your own salvation story. So go check that out if you haven't. But as I was saying, when I recommitted my life to Christ, I began to wrestle with this concept of wisdom. At first glance, wisdom is a great thing to pray for. But I would warn you that it is a dangerous prayer and for this example I'm going to use a personal story in my own life. So I had prayed for wisdom and prayed for opportunity and that is a dangerous prayer because God will give it to you. God will give you opportunity to express wisdom or not. And so in my own life I was at the tennis courts playing some tennis with Marin one day and there was this opportunity I had. And I feel like God was talking to my heart and to my spirit and saying, go talk to this person. They need to hear about Jesus. And in that moment, I had like the little little conversation in my head, like should I, shouldn't I? And I was weighing the pros and cons and all these things. And then guys, I got to admit that I did not go over there and talk to that person. And that's just kind of been weighing heavy on my heart. And I want to share that with you because I believe God gave me wisdom in that moment, gave me the opportunity, but I did not act. So my encouragement to you, based on this story, would be to act, to take advantage of the opportunities that God has given you, and to pray for the opportunity, and to recognize that it is a dangerous prayer, but God doesn't call us into any situation before equipping us. He will equip you for the battle ahead. He will give you the wisdom that you need in the moment. He will give you the words to say. What an encouragement to know that God is right next to us no matter what we are going through, whether we're talking to a stranger or even sharing the gospel with our family members. God is going to be there every step of the way, and we don't have to do it alone. And that's so encouraging and something that can give us courage in the moment to act wisely. To not choose the easy things of this world, but to choose the great and wonderful, wise, and perfect path of God. So now that we've discussed a couple of my own personal stories and struggles with wisdom, let's look at some Bible verses that talk about wisdom. Many of them come from Proverbs, and there's a reason for this. Solomon was confronted by God. And God said something along the lines, we're not quoting it perfectly, but something like, Solomon, ask whatever you wish and I will give it to you. And Solomon could have asked for any number of things. Wealth, long life, power, money, any of these things. But instead, Solomon asks for wisdom. And God is like, Awesome. You asked for wisdom, that's great. Thank you, Solomon. Since you didn't since you asked for wisdom, I'm also gonna give you long life and money, and power, and all these things that he didn't choose to ask for. So wisdom is obviously very important. And Solomon is the man to go to when it comes to wisdom. And he recorded many of his thoughts in the Proverbs. So let's look at a couple of those right now. I'll read a verse, and then, I, and then we can talk about it a little bit. So first one I have is Proverbs 2, six, and it says, For the Lord gives wisdom, from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. So, based on this verse, we can know that the Lord gives wisdom. Who gives wisdom? Only the Lord. And from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. So, if you want wisdom, how do you get more of it? You go to God, the Lord who gives wisdom. And you can do this in many ways. You can read God's Word. It is jammed pack with wisdom. I read it and I'm just like, wow, wow. that's so wise. Yes. what? Wow. Just, it just blows me away. Every time I read God's Word, even if it's a passage I'm familiar with, I can see the wisdom in every single sentence. It's so wonderful to read God's word, and to realize the wisdom that is that is in there. And another way you can receive wisdom from the Lord is through prayer. So that is the first section. Next, we have Proverbs 3, 13 and 14. And I'm sorry if you hear me turning my Bible. Um, that's what it, that's what you hear in the background. All right, Proverbs 3, 13. Blessed is the one who finds wisdom and the one who gets understanding. For the gain from her is better than gain from silver and her profit better than gold. So this one talks about the one who finds wisdom. If we seek wisdom out, if we pray to God earnestly, consistently, passionately, Then we will find wisdom and solomon says that blessed is the one who finds wisdom and the one who gets understanding and here's why for the gain from her and if y'all have studied proverbs you will know that her is referring to wisdom because in the passage solomon personifies wisdom as a female as a person and so her is referring to wisdom so, with that understanding, it says, For the gain from her is better than gain from silver, and her profit better than gold. What he's saying here is that wisdom will give you more than if you had asked for money. The more wisdom you have, it will be so mu- of so much more value than anything on this earth. It's going to be more valuable than gold, money. It's going to be more valuable than your most prized possession the profit from wisdom is outstanding so we should desire wisdom from the lord and when we have received wisdom we will be considered blessed and the profit that comes with wisdom is more than comes from anything else so let's look at proverbs 9:10 Proverbs nine ten says, "The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight." So again, another way that we can begin to understand, begin to acquire wisdom and knowledge. It says, "The fear of the Lord." Now, fear of the Lord is an interesting uh, phrase in the Bible. When you think of fear, you think of big, scary thing, and you are afraid and will want to run away. You don't want to be anywhere near something you're afraid of. And that's not the same type of fear used in this verse. When it's talking about the fear of the Lord, this is talking about a reverent fear, a respectful fear, if you will. So the fear of the Lord is similar to how we fear our parents. Because we do not want to disobey them because we are afraid that they will punish us. So you have a a deep respect or a fear of your parents. And so that's what it's talking about here in this verse. To fear the Lord is to obey him with all your heart. To fear the Lord is to fear punishment if you do evil. So the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So if we fear the Lord... That is another way, to gain wisdom, and then it also says the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. So the more we learn about the Holy One, God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the more insight that we can receive, and the more, different some ways that we can learn about God is through reading of His Word again, guys. That is so fruitful to read God's Word to be in there, and to enjoy what He has to say. And then, you know, Bible studies and hearing from wise counselors and all these things. We can gain insight through the wisdom and knowledge. Through We can gain insight through the knowledge of the Holy One and wisdom through the fear of the Lord. So let's look at a, another verse in Proverbs. We've got two more. first one is Proverbs 11, 2. It says, When pride comes, then comes disgrace. But with the humble is wisdom. So this verse talks about pride versus humility. With pride comes disgrace. So if we are proud of what we've done, the Bible says it leads to disgrace. Disgrace, wow, that's a hard word. But with the humble, Solomon says, it's wisdom. So if we are humble about what we've done, if we're like, no, it is not me. It is not me, but it is God through me. If we are humble enough to recognize that we can do nothing by ourselves, but only through the grace of God are we able to do anything good, that is humility. And it says, humility with humility is wisdom. So being humble is a wise choice. And finally, let's look at Proverbs twenty-four. 13 through 14. And I would encourage y'all, if if you're listening to this podcast and have never gone through Proverbs, it's a great book. Because there's only 30 chapters, or 31, I think. And if you do that, a chapter a day, you can finish Proverbs in a month. This book is full of wisdom, Proverbs, little sayings that are like, well, that's cool and awesome. So I would definitely recommend going to check out Proverbs it only takes a month, and it'll be just wonderful. So anyway, I've made it to Proverbs 24, 13, and 14. Let's read it now. My son, eat honey, for it is good, and the drippings of the honeycomb are sweet to your taste. Know that wisdom is such to your soul. If you find it, there will be a future, and your hope will not be cut off. So verse 13 talks about honey and how it is good, and sweet to our taste but what does that have to do with the next verse well it says know that wisdom is such to your soul so to our soul wisdom is honey so wisdom is good for our soul the drippings of the wisdom are sweet to our soul our soul desires wisdom like you desire delicious cakes or desserts, or your favorite food, your soul desires wisdom in that same way. And then it goes on to say that if we find wisdom by the methods that we have discussed, there will be a future, and our hope will not be cut off. Wow. What an encouraging verse, because God knows that our souls long for wisdom. And he's told us that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and that God is the only one that can truly give wisdom to other people. And once we have found wisdom, he gives us a hope, and he says we will not be cut off. We have a future. So wisdom, guys, is something to be strongly desired, much like honey, much like honey. So, that is what wisdom is, and as we begin to fear the Lord more, and as we begin to read His Word, and seek insight of the Holy One, seek to know the Holy One and gain insight, we will be perfected. This is sanctification. It's a process. It's not an instant moment, and wisdom is part of the process, learning how to decide the right thing to do versus the easy thing to do. So in a nutshell, wisdom is all about meditation on God at all times, keeping your thoughts on Him. And at that point, it becomes a brain game. Do y'all remember that show, Brain Games? It's pretty good. They would um, send the contestants through different trials and they would be like, which option is this? And they would confuse your brain and make you think like... Whoa. it was. very cool show. In our context, what I'm trying to say is that it's not clear what is the right choice and what is the easy one. It can be very challenging sometimes to know what the Bible says about a topic. It can be very challenging to decide. And so meditating on God is very important because when we know what he says when we know about the Holy One, when we fear the Lord and and long to obey Him and know about His love and the principles that are written in the Scriptures. That is where the beginning of wisdom is, guys. And meditating on God's Word can be found in Joshua eight. It says, this book of the law, talking about God's Word, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written it. For then you will make way prosperous, and then you will have good success. So, <clears throat> God calls us to meditate on His Word day and night. We are not to depart from it. We are not to go to the left or to the right, but we are to stay on the path of righteousness by meditating on God's Word. And then it says, he will make your way prosperous. You will find good success. And those are wonderful things to be a part of. So wisdom is a challenging topic. It applies to everyday situations, but is often forgotten in the back of our minds. And since this is such a hard thing to do, and I've struggled with it so much with everyday life, I thought I would make a list of some practical suggestions for you guys. These five tips that I have are things that I've applied to my own life that have been transformative into the way I make decisions. These activities are based in Scripture and they can really help us make wiser decisions. So the first one i have for you is daily bible reading and i know you all have heard me talk about this almost every single episode it seems like but i keep bringing it up because it is the most important thing that we can be doing as christians because there's so many things number one it brings you into consistent relationship with god and i know for me personally that i have relationships with my friends and that if i don't talk with them like every week our relationship begins to to suffer. It begins to become less fruitful, less fun. But if I talk with him, if I spend time with him every week, it is built up and it becomes so much better. So being in a consistent relationship with God is very important. Next, it also builds a desire for God's word and to know him more, to love him. Guys, when you read your word day by day, this desire for God is formed in your heart. And when a Christian comes to desire God's Word and truly sees it as more precious than gold, that, my friends, is a wonderful sight to behold. It's a wonderful feeling. It's wonderful to know that you desire God's Word and truly long to be in His presence. And finally, this all leads to desiring to please God more. Once you have a consistent relationship with Him and know what His Word says by daily reading his word, then you can begin to desire to please God more, and that it can be found in wisdom. With wisdom, we desire to make the right choice and not the easy one. So, that is the first one daily Bible reading. The next is ACTS at noon or ACTS. And ACTS stands for Adoration, Confession, Thanksgiving, and Supplication. And this is an acronym, and there are many others for prayer. And it's a great way to have a kind of structure, if you will, to your prayers. Because I know I have just prayed to God and it's been unstructured at times, but I started doing this a little while back and it has really helped me. Adoration, praising God for the things that he has done in your life. Confession is confessing your sins or things that you have on your heart. Thanksgiving is praising God for the blessings that are in your life. And supplication is making requests to God for things that you want to happen. And so I chose to do this around noon, and there's a couple different reasons. Number one, I had been doing some Bible reading in the morning, and I had been doing some in the evening, and I was like, I really need some time with God in the afternoon, and maybe you do too. And this is super easy to implement. I've structured it in a way where I eat my my meal noon at lunch, And then exactly after that, before I do anything else, after lunch, I go into my room, get on my knees, and pray. And I follow this Acts structure. It's a wonderful thing. It's very refreshing. It encourages me to pursue God for the rest of my day. And it's uplifting. And it's so wonderful. So that would be my number two suggestion, ACTS at noon. It gets me ready to face the harder second half of the day and it reminds me of who I live my life for. So, on to the third third tip. Prayer of Thanksgiving over a meal or when you see something beautiful. And this, guys, it just keeps your mind on God throughout the day. When I see a beautiful sunset, I'll be like, thank you, God, for that. Just a short little prayer to be on God's heart. And then I don't do this as often as I probably should, but being giving thanks at a meal and praying God that he would bless the meal is very important too. And it is just another way to constantly meditate on God and his word and what he's done in your life. And you might even consider keeping a journal of thanksgivings where you write down one thing that you are thankful for each day and just constantly keeping your mind on what God has done for you and just being grateful. Because We often take things for granted, and that is a dangerous cycle to be in, but if we can take time every day to be thankful for at least one thing, that is wonderful, and will bring about wisdom, understanding the fear of the Lord, because He has done so much for us, and the least that we could do would be to just serve Him and choose the right thing. Next, number four, biblical studies. These are great ways to understand God's Word, and as we saw, important thing about Wisdom is fearing God and knowing more about Him and being in prayer, and so biblical studies will help you have accountability with other people, and it just brings about so many wonderful things that lead to wise living. And when we understand what God says in His Word, then we are better prepared to apply it to our lives. If we read a passage and we understand it, then we go to a Bible study and we talk about it, we get new insights then we leave there, we apply it to our lives because we know that next week people are going to ask about it. And so, starting a Bible study and doing these things can be super helpful to learn about biblical wisdom and wise living. And the final thing I would say is memorizing scripture. And I know for me that I tried to memorize scripture many times in my freshman and sophomore year, and it never really worked. And that's why I want to share these tips with you today to show how it can work, because now after my senior year, I've memorized many verses, and they have helped me to continually keep my mind on God. Memorizing Scripture is a great thing to do, and it keeps my mind on Christ by hiding God's Word in my heart, because even if I don't have a Bible near me, I can still recite memory verses in my mind. But as I said, memorizing Scripture can be very challenging for some, and it was hard for me. But I think you have to start somewhere. Start with one verse at a time. So, number one tip on memorizing scripture would be to make a note card. And on this note card, you're going to want to put, on the front, you're going to want to have a the topic, the reference, and the verse, and then the reference. And so the topic can be very simple. For example, I created one. It was for 1 Peter 5-7, and the topic for that was anxiety, God cares. And then I said, First Peter five one. And then below that, I wrote the verse which says, um, "Casting all your anxieties on Him because He cares for you." First Peter five seven. And so that would be the note card on the front. On the back, I would put the topic and the reference. That way, I can flip the card over, read the topic and the reference, and quiz myself on the verse. This is the way I like to memorize scripture. It gives me a nice topic so that I can file it away in my brain. And once I say the topic anxiety, God cares. Then I can say, okay, with that topic goes the reference, goes this verse. And then with the verse goes the reference. And so it's a great format for filing it away in your mind. So I would highly recommend finding a verse, writing down the topic, reference, verse, reference on the front, and then the verse and the, refer- the reference and the topic on the back. Next, you're going to want to memorize the verses by over learning them. So think about it this way. Why do we know our parents' phone numbers? Well, it may be that they're in our contact information, or it may be that you have read them so many times. Why do you know John 3.16? Because they people say it every single week at church, it seems like. But that's important, because every single week, if we look at one verse every single day of our lives, we're probably going to memorize it. And so that's what I mean by overlearning this verse. We read it over and over and over and over and over until it just gets so ingrained into our minds that it is second nature and we don't even have to think about it anymore. And so that is what I would encourage you to do to overlearn these verses so that they can be implanted into your brain as something that you'll never forget. Plan to review your verses once a day or even more if possible. Because I've tried to memorize scripture from the past, and it's been like, man, I can memorize it for one week and then I'll forget to do it and I'll lose it. And that's very dangerous, but get into the habit of memorizing and reviewing once a day and you'll never forget them. Next, get another person to keep you accountable. This is very important because without accountability, we will most likely fail, and that's sad. It's the hardest part to get an accountability partner, but I know it is very important. Because when I would try to memorize scripture, I would just do it by myself, and I'd be like, yes, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, and then I would forget a week, and I would forget two weeks, and then it would just fall out of my routine. And so having an accountability partner will make sure that you keep up your work, they can quiz you, they can critique your verses, and they can really encourage you to do your very best. And so, to memorize your first verse, I would definitely have an accountability partner. They are super valuable. It can be simply a family member that quizzes you once a week, or even a good friend. Do it together, and it will be wonderful. Next, once you have an accountability partner and have chosen some memory verses to start with, I would say you're going to need a time and a place to meet with this person. If it's a family member, you can do it in the living room. If it's a friend, you might want to do it at a local restaurant or even at church. These are great places to meet up once a week or more to test and quiz each other on the verses. And once you've memorized one verse, then go ahead move on to another one. Tip number five. It's also helpful to, while you're memorizing a particular verse, to read the context of the verse, to read some commentary on this section, and to meditate on the verse, to rephrase it, all these things, to really dive deep into what the verse means and discusses. Here are some memory verses that I would recommend starting with. John 3.16, if you haven't had that one, in your mind from birth, then I would say John 3.16 would be a great one to start with. Some others that I have memorized and have been very helpful in my own life. Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me in the life. I now live in the flesh. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Galatians 2.20. It reminds me that I don't live my life, God lives it for me and live by faith, and so that's a very encouraging verse for me. But what verse sticks out to you? Ask yourself, what verse do I want on my mind every single day? What verse do I want to be able to pull out and share with my friends to encourage them? What verse is my favorite verse in the Bible? And let's start memorizing that. So there are so many verses in the Bible. Just start by choosing a verse, having a topic, reference, verse, reference on the front of a note card find someone else that you can memorize this verse with, meet once a week, and really dive deep into that verse. So that's my tips on how to memorize scripture, and that is part of the five tips that I gave about how to be, make wiser decisions in our life. And wisdom is very difficult and something that we can constantly ask God for. But if we can stay in God's word and rely on Him, then He will make our path straight. As it talks about in, math, in uh, Proverbs 3, Five and six, so my encouragement to you today, after listening to this well episode about wisdom, I would say choosing the right thing is not always easy, but it's always rewarding. It's always the best thing to do proverbs three, five and six, trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Hello again, everyone. Now oh, that was a great main discussion. Now it's time for voicemails. ding, ding. Um, I am, they uh, updated the anchor thing. So it's gonna take me a little bit to figure out if we have any voicemails. Um, but let me see if I can figure out voicemails. No, no voicemails, which is fine, I guess. You'll just get to hear me summarize the episode. There's not really a whole lot to talk about in this section. Uh, we talked about wisdom, and it was great, and it was a good discussion. It was a little long, so I apologize for that, but I really did enjoy diving deep into de- into this discussion, guys. So I hope you did enjoy it. I shared a couple tips on how we can make wiser decisions in our own life, and I'll recap those for you here right now. Number one is daily Bible reading, number two is ACTS at noon, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. Number three is prayer of thanksgiving over a meal or when you see a beautiful image in God's creation. Number four, biblical studies. And finally, number five is memorizing scripture. So today, I really did enjoy talking about wisdom. It convicted me and I I will begin to apply more and more these tips to my own life as I begin And I'm being sanctified by Christ to become wiser and wiser by His grace through His strength. So that's all for today. Make sure to share this podcast with your friends and family if you think they would enjoy. Also, don't forget to leave a rating and review wherever you are listening to this podcast. It's going to be at the top. Don't forget to send us a voicemail because we really need some more of those. And, you know, again, we're coming up on the end of this podcast. So you're going to get them in ASAP so that you can get him in on the final episode. But that's all I got for today. You have been listening to Ear the Podcast. I'm your host, Caden. Peace out.